Hey, so I was killing time before a concert and I was reading this comic on the Marvel app called Alligator Loki. I've never read it before, but it's, uh, oh. you know, it's the character of Loki, like from Thor. But it's a version of him that's an alligator. And it's basically just a hijinks <laughs> kind of comics <laughs> where alligator Loki gets into trouble. So I'm just kind of scrolling through a bunch of these on my phone. And I realize all written by Alyssa Wong. Alyssa Wong, who just wrote the Ewok comic oh, no that way. we read. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, how do I know that name? From Ewoks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, was it old? Because I thought in the Loki show, there was Alligator Loki as well. Alligator Loki has like been around for a while, uh, and this is okay. just uh, yeah, and this is just kind of a goofy thing. But no, it's recent. Like it's, but it's recent. A, a recent spinoff of the Alligator Loki, or not spinoff, but like an iteration of it. Yeah. Man, I have to find that because I think that stuff is funny. Welcome to This Endorian Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. My name is Steve Rudd. I'm Nick Gunning, and we've been following the Ewoks from Return of the Jedi, the Ewok TV movies, the 80s cartoon, and beyond. But this time, we're branching off into the Star Wars Vintage Collection with droids. Dro yeah, you have to say it like that, beep don't boop, you? Beep boop. Droids. <laughs> droids. <laughs> um, today, we are discussing, if you haven't already realized... Droids, Droids, Season 1, Episode 2, Escape into Terror. This episode originally aired as part of the Ewoks and Droids Adventure Hour on September 14th, 1985. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so <laughs> right off the bat, great name to an episode, doesn't quite live up to it. No, right? it doesn't. I it mean, doesn't. What was the last of the haunted, no, uh, in yeah. and um. You're talking about you're talking about the Ewoks episode, Ewoks, the Haunted Village like, with oh, Sally. Oh, the Haunted Village, yeah. yeah and we're like, yeah, that wasn't like yeah. scary at all. So like, and that was just like about invisible soap. Terror. This is mm -hmm. like escape into like slapstick. <laughs> True, I know. Escape into C-3PO twerking. Uh, today's <laughs> today's episode was directed by Ken Stevenson and written by Peter Sauter. It is on Droids 1 on both VHS and PAL. So there's these different different iterations of the droids uh, collected on VHS. But this is on both versions of the Volume 1 uh, VHS okay. tape. No DVD release. Okay. Like with the previous uh, episode, this was also adapted into a children's book with illustrations by Bunny James. Great name, Bunny James. Mm, Bunny. Well, I have a friend <laughs> named Bunny. She, uh, they thought they were going to have a boy, so they were uh, going to do Buddy. But they had a huh. girl, so they were like, well, we really like Buddy, so they just called her Bunny. Bunny. So is yeah. her name legally Buddy, or it is Bunny? Uh, I don't know if it's actually Bunny. Let's get legally. let's find out. Call I'll her up. Get her on the horn. Get her on the horn. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Our featured cast member today is Andrew Savaston. He voices Thale Jobiston in the first four episodes here. He's done tons of voice work, including voicing Cat. And Little Bear, if you ever watched Little Bear, this was one of my brother's favorite shows when he was a Little kid. Bear. No, so I don't I've think so. Lot of this. Voices Tenderheart Bear in several Care Bears projects. Are you girls still uh, into Care Bears or have they have they matriculated? Uh, they've moved on. They're into okay. Power Rangers now. That's okay. like their big thing. Okay. All right. Man. Well, uh, he also did several live action projects like SCTV, MacGyver, and the Edison Twins, where he was one of the Edison Twins. Oh, no way. MacGyver, yeah. man. So I good. Know. I know you love it. Oh no, wait, that's uh, that's TJ Hooker. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got my theme song messed up. Did you there. ever watch the MacGyver uh, reboot? Did you watch any of that? Oh, I did see an app. No, I didn't. Not, no. I mean, Richard Dean Anderson is my MacGyver. I know. I'm I know never going to spoil that. There's I know. no way. Okay. I understand. And then, unless you mean uh, St- Stargate, that's basically the. It's <laughs> like his MacGyver spinoff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Should we jump into this uber detailed plot? Why Actually, not? It's not so uber detailed because I did leave out all of the 3PO twerking. Yeah. I figured we should talk about that. Instead yeah. Of- have to mention every yeah time over and happened. over and over again yeah 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 yep. not enough space <laughs> try yep. to keep it to one page every time right. steve takes a paragraph break just assume and c3po backs that thing up <laughs> just assume it's there back that can up yeah yep. <laughs> all right the uber detailed plot of droids season one episode two escape into terror 3PO and R2 are on the exterior of Kea's ship making repairs while the rest are working exhaustedly inside the bridge. By accident, 3PO disconnects the hyperdrive from the ship, which begins to float away from the ship along with himself. R2 reels him in and delivers the bad news to Kea, who says they can pick up another one on Anu, where her mother lives. Oh. You know, you know they're just, you know, dime a dozen on Anu. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Size From, ruthless gang master of Anu, receives a call from his son, Tig. We remember him. Mm-hmm. Size points out how furious he is with his son. Despite Tig trying to keep his skin on, Size vows to nab the droids, racers, and the girl himself on Anu. When registering in customs at the spaceport, two of Size's goons spot the droids. R2 causes a huge distraction, allowing everyone to escape on the White Witch to Kea's mother's house. Once there, 3PO and R2 are tasked with tending the Sand Sloths, where they accidentally discover a hidden rebel base. They're pretty good at discovering hidden bases. They are. Yeah, when 3PO and R2 go to tell Master Thal, they interrupt a Fromm droid attempting to kill Thal. An awkward attempt to stop the droid ends when Kea electrocutes the droid. Thal has trouble breathing, but is okay. He receives treatment while Kea's mother informs them of the Fromm family's secret base where they are developing the Trigon One weapon, and the Fromms know that Thal and Jord know its location. They find out Kea has been working with her mother to find the secret base and destroy it. Thal is too weak to help, but Jord has an idea. Mm-hmm. Waking up from a nap, Thal sees Jord, Kea, and her mother leave without him, intending to sneak aboard Size Fromm's ship bound back to Ingo, the planet where the secret base is. Furious, mm. Thal takes the droids to the port and they help rescue Jord and Kea, who are caught by a Fromm goon. The plan changes when Thal has an idea to hide inside cargo to sneak aboard the Fromm ship but not before Kea hands 3PO something to keep track of. Amazingly, Tig Fromm doesn't recognize 3PO and R2 because he's distracted by his father's size. The two droids overhear the Fromms plan to take over the whole quadrant. Safely on board, 3PO misplaces the containers that Thal and Kea are hiding in. A cargo container accidentally drops on the containers 
that Thal and Kay are in, crushing them completely. However, 3PO saves Vlix's life, and both of them find nothing in the crushed containers. R2-D2 <laughs> discovers the correct containers, and Vlix allows them to grab two other priority containers that actually contain Thaw and Kaya. That's what happens when you save the bad guys that let you just right. get skate right. right past uh, security. Mm -hmm. Tiggs just sighs <laughs> his Trigon 1, and size gr is greatly disappointed by its size. <laughs> See what I did there? In the size, size, Trigon yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the Trigon 1 satellite chamber, two from goons discover 3PO and R2, but are both distracted by his hidden thermal detonator that Kea gave him earlier. The goons allow the droids to continue, and 3PO suddenly realizes that the detonator has three minutes to detonate. Once in place, Thal and Kea leap out of their containers. Thal grabs the detonator while the rest of the group fend off Tig's droid mechanics and guards. Thal successfully places the detonator on the hangar door, and the gang takes the satellite up into space. Tig dispatches fighters to intercept, but they are decimated by the Trigon 1's main laser. Even though the Trigon 1 satellite is no longer in their hands, Tig is elated that the weapon worked! Size again vows to correct Tig's shortcomings, but this time without Tig's help. On the Trigon 1, Kea is overjoyed that they now have the Trigon 1 in their, in their hands and intends to use it against the other evil gangs. Thal, however, has a better plan to destroy it because it's too powerful for any one person to use. Kea agrees, and they set off to finish what they started. Roll credits. Listen, I appreciate all the work you were doing there to try to make this story sound interesting because watching it was not. I know this is like when there's a bad Ewoks episode, it is still <laughs> fun to write because it's cute and it's yeah. silly and yeah. it's goofy. Like this is just like I, I it would t it would be three pages if I literally went over the little bits of detail because in Ewoks, there's like. There's like little down times, right? When they're like, oh, we need to go see so-and-so. And then it cuts to them like walking and it's like you hear the birds chirping and then they're like, oh, hey, we, you know, they'll like ask questions. Where this is just like, bam, bam. Then there's this, then there's that, then there's this. And there's no point where you're like, okay, I can get my bearings on where this episode is going. Because it's just, yeah. where is it going? And I didn't even know the Trigon 1 was a satellite. Until this episode. Did we know yeah. it was a satellite? I, didn't, I, I thought it was just a weapon. I don't know, but it's just like, you're absolutely right. It's just like, you just don't know what's, it's, you don't know what's going to happen from one, one like section to the next because 3PO and R2 are not the lead characters as we discussed yeah. the last time. And like Thal and Kea and all those, you know, they're only going to be here for a couple episodes. And yeah. so it's just like, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I know we're two episodes into this now, but we would almost be better served by like watching the whole arc and treating these like little movies or something because Maybe, yeah. it's just a bizarre experience to watch half hour of like completely unrecognizable characters yeah. that really aren't introduced well, just kind of like live their lives. And every once in a while, like C-3PO and R2 kind of stumble through. It's weird. It, it's it it's really, weird. you know what's weird about it too? Like, you got to remind yourself that this was done in 85, where now 
like things will come up in these stories that were like, well, why didn't you make it about that? Like 3PO discovering a hidden rebel base. That's really yeah. significant. And I don't know. It's a throwaway line. I know. It was just like, oh, it's a hidden rebel base. Okay. <laughs> you know, like, wait, where is this in the universe then? Is this, is this, this is before Obi-Wan, I guess. Right. So I guess this is before a new hope. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. at this point, 3PO is like, oh, hidden rebel base. Oh, I got to tell. I got to tell. You know, so he's not at that, like, well, he's part of the rebels yet. And so that was kind of startling for him to be like, hidden rebel base. And then we kind of like blew over that line. Like, well, now I don't yeah. want to know who Kaya's mother is. And she's just Kaya's mother. Yeah. I don't think she has a name. You know, I, I, I briefly looked, I couldn't find it. And so it's just like, <laughs> wow, pretty significant lady. You know, no name drop or nothing. And so, like, oh, okay. This I thought, well, this is where the episode's going to go. And it's just like, no. Nope. In fact, when you see the White Witch fly away, you see three heads. But then, like, Jord is like, oh, yeah, I'm going to, like, take care of Kaya's mother. And then they're, like, they're not, yeah. not ever seen again. And it's just like, okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, so who's her mother? Like, Mon Mothma? Come on. Like, stop doing this to me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Every, every new development in this droids Ewok hour thing is just like more confusing than the one before it. But I feel like the droids concept might have actually benefited from what happened with Ewoks from season one to season two. Like if this really had a full season two where they were like, let's scale it back. Let's make these 10 minute episodes and just make it like fun and goofy, because I think I would be down yeah. for like. You know, like, let's let's quantum leap this. You know what I mean? Like C-3PO and R2-D2 just stumble from place to place, solve a little problem and move on. Yeah. And, and they're the ones we're following. But it's like, funny. I got to invest in all of these people for like four episodes. We, it's not even, you know what I mean? It's crazy. We, it's weird that like we want this to be in short form. Where like, I know. You know that it's just. It, I think that's like the only play with droids. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. Uh, this is, I just. Mm. It is kind of confusing that, like, you are right. R2 and, and 3PO, they are not the main characters in their own story. And I think that's very frustrating. They're hardly supporting. I mean, they're, like, the lowest of low. They're not even really supporting characters. Yeah. Like, the villains get more to do than they that's do. That's true. You know, I feel more vested in Tig and Size From than I do R2 yeah. and 3PO. Uh-huh. 3PO, this character was, like, this. he was lost in this in this episode, man. It was like the whole, I mean, we have to talk about the whole twerking thing where he like thinks he can get like Judy chop and then like breaks his back every time. Like throw. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know the concept of that. Like, like would a kid really laugh at that? Or, or I, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, just I don't think so. But picture that in like a 10 minute episode where they're in some goofy little, little plot where it's like, there's some small stakes thing and C-3PO's back keeps ceasing. Like there's a way in which that's funny, yeah. but like they seem to be trying to tell like a really serious story. Yes. I don't know. With actual peril, you know, like, yeah, uh, yeah. I did think it was funny though, that when Tig's like, or when size or no Tig, somebody said like, Oh, don't worry about it. The weapon's not even operational. And like, like shoots through like four yeah. ships that are in line, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Like, but yeah, I thought it was interesting though that they talked about how small it was. So it's just like, are, is this was this the original plan for like, this is the super weapon to the Star Destroyer, but just it's going to be copied on a grander scale for the Death Star. Maybe, maybe Star Death Star. Sorry. And so like, yeah, that's all I thought. I was just like, oh, weird. This is. 
This makes more sense about how the Death Star super laser was created instead of by mud bugs on some loser desert planet in the Outer Rim. But <laughs> specifically Geonosia. <laughs> like, it's a lot of anger. Yeah. Lot well, of anger. I mean, none of their weapons are not are even close. They have like this like shockwave weapon. That's like their main weapon. And, it yeah. look, and it's just, yeah. come on, really? All right, that's... I don't know. I... This this show is just a little exhausting to me. I, yeah, I, I don't know. It just it doesn't know where it wants to be, man. I'm gonna stand firm on the the show does not center around three PO and R two, and all it does. That's what I keep coming back to, to be, too. That's the problem. Yeah, like I yeah. legit want to know their story, and I feel like you you look back at Ewoks, and it's just like, I mean. Yeah, there were like weird episodes here and there, and there were episodes that had good ideas that were just done poorly. I think, you know. Yeah. But like, it was still, it still felt like we were getting to know aspects of the Ewoks. You know, the relationship. With magic, yeah, and we didn't always, evil. we didn't always love the versions we, of the Ewoks they were putting forward. But like, that was the focus. It was still about them. Yeah. Right. I feel like maybe the droid because I, I, I feel like I remember the droids' toys being a thing like yeah. the ships and the action figures and stuff seem to do more for it than Ewoks. And I wonder if maybe that's why it seems like the droids cartoon has a little bit more. People have more of a fondness for it. I don't know. I hope that the future stories that we'll get into will click with me a little bit more than yeah. this one. That's what I'm holding out hope for because the one that I remember is when it's like the Prince and the pirate or something. I don't okay. know. That's the one that I remember, and I remember liking the main character in that, and I remember C-3PO and R2 being more integral, so, like, maybe that's just wishful thinking or me rewriting yeah. it, but, like, that's how I remember it, so I'm holding out hope, yes. you know? Yes, I mean, this episode was mainly about Kea, I feel like, where, yeah. like, Jord and Thal were the first one, but then their their story arc with being racers is just gone. That's it. Did, we didn't have, we it, didn't at have it at all. I know. But I I except that was the white witch that they were driving, but that's it. Yeah, that's yeah. the only connection for yeah. the first episode. So I mean, we got like what two more with this story arc. So it's just like yeah, this ragtag group. Who knows where yeah. we're going, man? <laughs> I know. And is is it the villain that makes it? The is the villain like the web that ties? Like, I I just don't. I know. like the voice of I'm Tig. Sure. I, I gotta be honest. I think his voice reminds me of like. I don't know, like who, like Matthew Broderick or something. He's got that like Chris Boyd, like, <laughs> something like I, I don't know. It's like yeah, that. He's got I, that I like see that. that weird like draw like that. I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. Yeah. Well, looking at like IMDb and stuff, it, it's kind of like the Ewoks first season where it seems like they really were going for like voice actors, you know, people who know how to do it. So, yeah, I think that is a point in its favor. The The voice cast is good. Yeah. All right, let's so let's do we we're on negative, so oh, yeah. let's stick with negative. What was your Oak of Arc moment? My Oak of Arc moment was when the the hyperdrive was floating away and they're like, Oh, we'll just get another one. And it's like Like we had episode one it. where it was just like, No, I know yeah. they cost like thirty thousand credits. Like we're talking yeah. a lot of money. You might as well buy another ship, yeah. right? And it's yeah, just like, okay, true. so they're still going to get, get the get, uh, Anu. So they must have sublight engines, which surely then they could just go get the hyperdrive yeah. that's floating away. Yeah. Because it's not floating away that yeah. far or fast. Right. So that it seems like there'd like, be a way that was to make that happen. Like, it should have just been him instead of like, oh, I can't get Because it had nothing to do with the story, right? Except yeah. for like, 
oh, well, I wanted to go to Anu, but now it's going to take weeks. <laughs> yeah. Which in reality it would. So like that whole concept, I was just like, that was so extra and completely pointless to the storyline <laughs> that it could have just been like, you know, oh, look, it could have been like a wrench floating away. And 3 was like, let me go get that. And he like starts floating away. And that would have just been so much yeah. a hyperdrive, not an integral part of the ship that like, no, you would go and get that. My first as yeah. captain, I'd be like, what, the hyperdrive floated away? All right. Yep. Scanners, yep. find me a big old mm -hmm. hunk of metal floating away from space is about where it should be. I agree. And that was just like, that was yeah. dumb. It had nothing to do with it. Yeah. So what about you? Well, mine was also a thing that was extra, and it was uh, it was trapping the droids in the in the C three PO twerking plot. I mean, oh they they had Poor nothing R2 to do. Watch that. I know, and it's just like over and over and over again. I I just I just didn't think it was funny, and it kept happening, and it was like I want to see them do stuff. It I, didn't I even know. resolve with him being even accidentally successful. Helpful? In doing it. Yes, like, I know. I was expecting like, oh, this is going to come up. Like after the third time, yeah. I was like, oh, surely the last time he's going to be like, Wah! and actually do something. Like hit a like, button yes, or like and just a secret panel or something. But no, on no. Henchman or, you know, like just anything. Yeah. Like or his, his butt sticks yeah. out and presses the button on the panel, which opens the door and everyone gets to escape. You know, some something, anything. Yeah. Right. Never resolved. Exactly. It was exactly. completely worthless. Yep. So that was, uh, yeah, that's mine. Uh, what about your Ichiwawa moment? What, what were so you saying? I thought about? it was really cool when there was the whole fight scene in the Trigon One hangar. One of those droids was definitely a Cylon. Really? Most definitely based on a Cylon. I looked at it and I was just like, that's, okay. whoa, that's again. totally a Cylon with a little bit of extra like okay. embellishments. But I'm like, and it was like gray right. and red, but he had the, the Cylon look to him. And I was just like, Dude, you'll go back. You'll see it. You'll be like, "Oh yeah, that's that's totally based off." All right, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look. Most definitely. Okay. So, what about you? <laughs> Did you find any good things? <laughs> yeah, you know, you're right. Like when when you get to the more action packed part, like the, it does kind of pick up and it gets kind of fun. I'm not really invested in what's going on, but I like the the action bits mm -hmm. there but i think really like mine is just the tech i think the opening shot when you just like you see the ship and then r2d2 or like and, and c3p are on the outside mm -hmm. like sort of working on the ship fixing it later when you have the hangar and there's like the little droids buzzing around like fixing that weapon or whatever like working droids. on the outside of it droids. so yeah some of that stuff really like seemed right to me and i was sort of delighted to see it mm -hmm. so like i'll give it that i, yeah. I do think too that like Tig and Size From are fun. Like I, I like them as the villains. You know, I kind of yeah, almost want I them do to too, be actually. more villainy, right? I want, I do want like yeah. a, a capture to happen or a kidnapping or something where like there is then some peril because I, you know, they're they're fun. I like them as villains. I think they did a very good job. I thought they were too. And they also there was some humor that they did that I thought worked pretty well. Sometimes when you try to make the villains humorous you end up with like season two dulocs and it's just yeah. like enough already you know but um i i thought they kind of stuck that a little bit so i thought that was yeah i thought that was decent yeah. i agree with you good villains yeah. what do you what do you rate this guy this this one's this one this is tough i, I i'm like at a two five 2.5 or three like i mean i don't even yeah. know if i should give it a three i think like a 2.5 because it was just i was like well 
at about minute like 18 or whatever out of 20 minutes or something like that however long it was where wherever the last like few minutes i was just like well i guess i'm gonna have to all watch all the way to the end to figure out where this is going because it was just like, what the yeah. heck is going on the, the trigon one's it's a true. ship wait a minute what yeah. what is happening like uh, I feel like I could rate an episode based on how many times I check to see how much time is left in an episode. You know? off and this one, I'm like, it's been 45 seconds. How? Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. Ow. I did too. I did check a bunch of times. And when yeah. I was like nine minutes in, I was like, oh, come on. Like, where is this even yeah. going? Oh, yep. Yeah, this one was. Well, Steve, yeah. yes, it was rough. But I know something that uh, is going to cheer you up. Okay. In our next episode, it's going to fall right during Shark Week. And you know what that means. It's time for our annual crossover with 902. And here we go. We're going to be covering Sharknado 3. Oh, hell oh, no. Hell no. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Kendra is equally excited. In, a, in the recent episode of 90210, I dropped that title on her and she almost fell out of her chair laughing. So she's ready. I have never seen this. Have you seen it? I have it? seen the third. They only just get so much okay. better after this. Like one and okay. two is basically like, you know, an aperitif, <laughs> whatever you call it. I remember last year we were saying there were moments in number two where they were still kind of trying to make a legit movie. <laughs> and it kind of suffers because of it. I so. am zeering is the is for two movies still trying to be serious. Remember, we were just like every one of his lines. He's like, go, guys. And they're like, Hoo! yeah. I got yeah. this inflatable dolphin. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's what we're doing in the next episode. After that, we're going to be back to the Ewok comics, and it's going to be uh, Ewoks number two, The Rights of Power. So the right. two weeks, we're going to be talking about uh, Sharknado 3, and then in two weeks after that, back to the Ewok comics, which I'm looking forward to because I yes. like those better. Oh, yeah. They are so good, man. I know. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll see you in Sharknado. All right. I'll see you then. This Endorian Life was brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on the network include Previously on X-Men, 90s Music Got Me Like, and 9021 Here We Go! Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or Twitter at Endorian Life. And please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts.